Howdy, howdy. My name is Lily Gould, and you're listening to Reading Rule Books. Today, I'm going to be reading the rulebook for Age of Steam Deluxe Edition. So let's get into it. Game pieces. Three double-sided game boards. Three display boards. 136 track tiles. Eight new city tiles. One red, one blue, one purple, one yellow, and four black. 180 track ownership discs, player discs, six sets of 20 track ownership discs, five player discs, and five extra discs for use with expansions in player colors blue, green, yellow, pink, gray, and orange. Money, $41 chips, $45 chips, and 10 $25 chips. 110 goods cubes, 20 red, 20 blue, 20 purple, 20 yellow, 16 black and 14 white, one turn track marker, eight town discs, white, six dice, and one cloth bag. Setting up the game. Lay out the game board. The example in the rulebook uses the Rust Belt map. Place the following items next to the game board. Display boards, money, track tiles, eight town discs, new city tiles, and dice. Place the turn track marker in the start circle on the turn track. Place all the red, blue, purple, yellow, and black goods cubes in the bag. The white goods cubes are only used when playing with the southern US expansion, which we'll discuss a little later. Now randomly draw one cube at a time, placing it in the goods display. Begin by placing the first cube in the upper left hand square, the second in the square to the right, filling out the entire first row with one randomly drawn cube in each square. When the uppermost row is filled, fill the remaining rows until each square contains one cube for a total of 52 cubes. Map setup. Now place the starting goods cubes on the map. Note, setup will vary between maps. If you are not playing the Rust Belt map, check the setup rules for the maps you have chosen. We'll talk about a couple more of the maps a little later. Randomly draw three goods cubes from the bag and place them in Pittsburgh. Randomly draw three goods cubes from the bag and place them in Wheeling. For the remaining cities on the game board, randomly draw and place two goods cubes from the bag in each city. Player setup. Players choose a color and take 25 round wooden discs in that color. Note, leave five of each color aside as they are included for use in expansions. Each player places a disc on the engine track in the one link square. Each player places a disc on the income track in the zero square. Each player rolls three dice. The highest rolling player placing a disc in the first place on the player order track. The next highest placing a disc on the second place and so on until each player has put a disc on the player order track. Each player places a disc on the first box two shares of the issued shares track and receives $10. Each player places a fifth disc close to the selected actions display for later use when the player chooses an action. Each player keeps the remaining 20 discs in front of them. These are referred to as track ownership discs. The game begins with the first step of the sequence of play issue shares. Ending slash winning the game. The game ends when the last turn is completed. The number of turns played depends entirely upon the number of players and is denoted on the turn track. For example, a five-player game 
ends at the end of the seventh turn. The player with the most victory points wins the game. Sequence of play. One, issue shares. Two, determine player order. Three, select actions. Four, build track. Five, move goods. Six, collect income. Seven, pay expenses. Eight, income reduction. Nine, goods growth. 10, advanced turn marker. Note, for the purpose of rules, explanations, and examples, it is presumed that players are playing the Rust Belt map. When using other maps, check the specific rules for that map, which will override these base rules. One, issue shares. Players receive money in two ways. One being income received by the player's railroad, the second being when the player's railroad issues shares. When a player's railroad issues a share, the player immediately receives $5 and advances the railroad's disc on the issued shares track on the income track display. More than one share may be issued in a turn. For each share issued, the player receives $5 and advances that railroad disc one space on the issued shares track on the income track display. A player may not issue more shares than the track allows in the course of the game. Shares are issued in player order, beginning with the first player, then the second player, and so on. A player is not required to issue any shares beyond the two with which they start the game. Example, at the start of a three-player game, John, green, issues two shares, moves his disc to four shares, and receives $10. Dave, blue, issues one share, moves his disc to three shares, and receives $5. Pete, yellow, issues no shares, and his disc remains in the two shares box. 2. Determine player order. Slide the disc on the player order track upward, just above the printed circles. Players now bid for the new player order, beginning with the first player. The first player may bid $1 or more to stay in the bidding, or they may drop out of the bidding, moving their disc to the last position on the track. If they have taken the turn order action, which we'll discuss in a little bit, they may say pass once and remain in the bidding. $0 bids are not allowed. The remaining players must either bid an amount greater than that bid by the previous player or drop out unless they took the turn order action that allows them to say pass once to stay in the bidding for turn order. Bidding continues until all but one player has dropped out of the bidding. The first player to drop out of the bidding moves their disc to the last space on the player order track and pays nothing, even if they have bid, even if they had bid some amount. The last two players participating in the bidding both pay the full amount they bid. All other players pay half their bid rounding up. Example, Pete, yellow, was the first player, so he starts the bidding. Pete bids $2. Dave, blue, was the second player in this five-player game and says, I'm dropping out. His disc is put in the last space on the player order track. He pays nothing. Vince, orange, was the third player and now bids $3. Hudson, Gray was the fourth player. He says, I am dropping out, and his disc is put in the fourth position on the player order track, ignoring the fifth space as there are only five players. He pays nothing as he bid nothing. John Green was the fifth player 
and had chosen the turn order action. He chooses to exercise that action now and says pass. 3. Select actions. Seven special actions are listed on the actions display. Players select actions in player order by placing their disc on the track space. Each action may be selected by only one player. The seven special actions are First move, implemented during the move goods phase. The action allows this player to be the first player to move goods in both rounds of moving goods regardless of player order. First build, implemented during the build track phase. This action allows this player to be the first player to build track regardless of player order. Engineer, implemented during the build track phase. This action allows this player to build four track tiles instead of just three track tiles. Locomotive, implemented immediately. This action allows this player to immediately move their links disc on the engine track up one link. The maximum number of links is still six. Urbanization, implemented during the build track phase. This action allows this player to place one of the new city tiles on a town before they build their track. Production, implemented during the goods growth phase. At the beginning of the goods growth phase, this action allows the player to randomly draw two goods cubes from the bag and place them on any two empty boxes on the goods display, one cube per box. Note that this action is pointless in the first turn of the game as there are no empty boxes. Turn order, pass. Implemented during the determined player order phase. This action allows this player to say pass once to maintain their place in bidding without making a bid during the next determined player order phase. 4. Build track. The game board. The game board is a hex map. The hex-shaped track tiles are placed on the hex map to build track. Constructing railroad links joining the cities and towns on the map. Some hexes on the map show mountains and rivers that increase the cost of placing a track tile. The Great Lakes do not have hexes, and track tiles may not be placed on them. The track tiles. The track tiles have lines on them to show their track. The majority of track tiles show a simple selection of straight or curved track. Some track tiles are more complex, depicting two independent sections of track, either crossing or simply coexisting on the tile. Some track tiles show a town printed on them. These dedicated town track tiles may only be placed on hexes with a town, such as Milwaukee. When simple or complex track is placed in a town hex, a town counter, white wooden disc, is placed on the center of the track tile. Towns connect all track into that town. Eight new city tiles are also provided. A new city tile is placed by a player who has chosen the urbanization action. A new city tile may only be placed on a hex with a town. Building track. Track is built in player order. A player may place or replace up to three track tiles. A player who has chosen the engineer action may place up to four track tiles. A player who has chosen the first build action builds track before the first player. Building track consists of placing a track tile or replacing an existing track tile. The very first track tile every player builds at the start of the game must be adjacent to a city and one end of the track on the simple track tile must connect to the city. While city hexes do not show any track, 
they are considered to have connected track from each hex side or to each other hex side. All future track built by a player must ultimately connect to a city through that player's track. Both simple and complex track tiles may be placed in a town hex. A track tile placed on a town hex must either be a dedicated town track tile or the track tile must have a town disc placed upon it. Please note that a railroad is not required to have all its track connected together. Separate, disconnected links and sections between cities are possible. Restrictions A tile may not be built so that the track runs off the grid, either off the end of the game board or into one of the Great Lakes. A track tile may not be built so that the track directly connects to another player's track. A track tile may not be built on a city hex. Completed railroad links and unfinished track sections. A group of track tiles that connects a city or town to another city or town comprises a completed railroad link. A group of track tiles may not directly connect a city or town to itself. A track tile or group of track tiles that does not connect a city or town to another city or town is an unfinished track section. Track ownership. Track is owned by the building player and a track ownership disc should be placed on the completed railroad link or unfinished track section built by the player to claim this ownership. If an unfinished track section is not extended by the player during their turn by placing a further track tile, then their track ownership disc is removed and the unfinished track section becomes unowned. If another player extends that unowned unfinished track section, they may claim ownership of the track by placing one of their own track ownership discs on it. Redirection, which we'll talk about next, by itself is not an extension. When an unfinished track section is extended to a town or city, this track becomes a completed railroad link. The track ownership disc on the link denotes ownership. Completed railroad links do not have to be extended to maintain a player's ownership of the link. The ownership is permanent. Example, for his build track phase, Pete, yellow, places track A for $2, track B for $2, and track C for $3. We'll discuss track building costs in a little bit. Track C costs an extra dollar as it is the first track tile placed on that river terrain hex. Pete pays $7 for this track build. Pete places his yellow track ownership disc on his track. Pete's track between Evansville and Cincinnati is a completed railroad link. Pete's track from Cincinnati towards Lexington is an unfinished track section. David, blue, builds track D for $2, builds track into and out of Indianapolis, E, using a straight track tile and putting a town disc on it, for $3, and track F for $2. Dave places his blue ownership disc on his track. Dave's track between the city of Evansville and the town of Indianapolis is a completed railroad link as is his track between the city of Cincinnati and the town of Indianapolis. Replacing track. A player may replace one track tile with another track tile for the purposes of crossing, coexisting, redirection, or entering a town. Ignore any terrain features when replacing track tiles. They do not increase the cost. A player may never modify existing track owned by another player, although they may replace a track tile with another track tile if they maintain existing track belonging to another player. The added new track must connect to the player replacing the existing track tile. Crossing. 
A player may replace a simple track tile with a crossing track tile. Crossing track tiles have two independent sections of track crossing with a bridge. Crossing track tiles have two independent sections of track crossing with a bridge. The tile must be placed so that it maintains existing track and the new track must connect to the placing player's existing track or city. Coexisting. A player may replace a simple track tile with a coexisting track tile. Coexisting track tiles have two independent sections of track and have no bridge. The tile must be placed so that it maintains existing track and the new track must connect to the placing player's existing track or a city. Redirection. A player may redirect a track tile at the end of an unfinished track section with a different track tile if they have ownership of the track or if it is unowned. Complex track tiles must be redirected so that the existing track owned by another player is maintained. Redirection is commonly done by a player who have their track blocked or made difficult by another player. Track in a town may not be redirected, but usually may be upgraded to allow more connections. Entering a town. A player may replace a track tile in a town with another track tile. The tile must be placed so that it maintains existing track. Example, John Green builds track G for $3 on a river terrain hex. Build crossing track H for $3 and into and out of Indianapolis. J using a complex crossing track tile and putting a town disc on it for $3. John places his green track ownership disc on his track. John's track between the town of Indianapolis and the city of Cincinnati is a completed railroad link. John's track out of the town of Indianapolis is an unfinished track section. Placing new city tiles. In his build track phase, the player who chose the urbanization action places one of the new city tiles on any town hex. The placement is free, and the player may still build three track. Remove any track tile previously placed on the hex if one exists. New cities may not be placed on other new cities. Example, Vince Orange chooses the urbanization action and replaces the town of Indianapolis with the new city A tile. John's unfinished track section out of Indianapolis is obliviated and therefore his track ownership disc is removed. Vince places track K for $2, replaces track L for $3, and places track M for $3. Vince places his orange track ownership discs on his track. Track building costs. Placing. Placing a simple track tile costs $2. If the hex the track tile is placed in has a river, then the cost is $3. If the hex the track tile is placed in has a mountain, then the cost is $4. Placing a complex coexisting track tile costs $3. If the hex the track tile is placed in has a river, then the cost is $4. If the hex the track tile is placed in has a mountain, then the cost is $5. Placing a complex crossing track tile costs $4. If the hex the track tile is placed in has a river, then the cost is $5. If the hex the track is placed in has a mountain, then the cost is $6. Note that the above mentioned additional costs are only incurred when the first tile is placed on the terrain, not when the tile is replaced or redirected. 
Placing a track tile in a town costs $1 for the town and $1 for every track to the town. The least expensive town tile is the dedicated town tile with one exit, which costs $2. The most expensive town tile would be a complex track with the town disc placed on it. This would be $5. Replacing. Replacing a simple track tile with a complex track tile always costs $3. Replacing a track tile in a town costs $3, no matter the added connections. All other replacements cost $2. Redirecting. Redirecting any track tile costs $2. 5. Move goods. In player order, Players may each move one goods cube, then complete a second round of moving one goods cube each, once again in player order. If a player has chosen the first move action, they may move a good cube before the first player in each of the two rounds instead of doing so in their usual turn order. The goods must be moved along completed railroad links so that the cube ends its movement at a city of the same color as the goods and it may visit each city or town only once. As soon as it enters a city with the same color as the goods, it must stop movement. Goods cannot be moved more than the number of links allowed by that player's disc on the engine track. Once the goods have finished moving, the cube is returned to the bag of unused goods. Each different completed railroad link the goods travel over increases the income of the completed railroad link's owner by one on the income track. This should be immediately recorded on the income track by moving the player's disc. Note that a player's railroad income is recorded on a single track, and past income is carried over from prior turns. Also note that a player can use another player's railroad, which would mean the owner of that link gains the increase on the income track. The only way a railroad's income decreases is either insolvency, see pay expenses. The only way a railroad's income decreases is either by insolvency, which we'll talk about in the pay expenses phase, or by market attrition, which we'll talk about in the income reduction phase. In one of the two opportunities to move goods, the player may instead opt to move their disc on the engine track up one link. The maximum number of links is still six. Example, Pete, yellow, is the first player, but Dave, blue, chose the first move action. So Dave moves goods first. Instead of moving goods, Dave instead chooses to advance his disc one link on the engine track from one link to two links. Pete is next and moves the blue goods cube from Evansville over his single completed railroad link to Cincinnati. His disc on the income track is moved up by one. In the second round of moving goods, Dave moves the blue cube in Cincinnati two links, the first being from Cincinnati to the town of Indianapolis, the second link from Indianapolis to Evansville. His disc on the income track is moved up two. Pete now has no goods to move and doesn't want to increase his disc on the engine track, so he just declines to do anything. Six, collect income. Players now receive the income shown by their discs on the income track. Seven, pay expenses. Players may now pay their expenses. Their expenses are $1 for every share they have issued, which is shown at the top of the issued shares track, plus $1 for every link their locomotives can traverse, which is reflected on the engines track. Each player must pay their expenses with their cash. 
If they still owe expenses after paying all of their cash, they must reduce their income by one for every dollar they still owe. This should be immediately recorded on the income track by moving the player's disc. If this causes a player to have less than $0 in income, they are eliminated from the game, insolvency. Remove all their track ownership discs on any unfinished track sections. They are not paid when a player moves goods over their completed railroad links. Remove all their discs from the display. 8. Income Reduction If a player's railroad income is over 49, that income is reduced by 10. If a player's railroad income is 41 to 49, that income is reduced by 8. If a player's railroad income is 31 to 40, that income is reduced by 6. If a player's railroad income is 21 to 30, that income is reduced by 4. If a player's railroad income is between 11 and 20, that income is reduced by 2. If a player's railroad income is 10 or less, there are no income reductions. 9. Goods Growth the goods growth phase takes goods from the goods display and places them on cities on the game board. The goods display is in two parts. The light section on the left is done first. Then the dark section on the right is done last. If a player has chosen the production action and before the goods growth dice are rolled, they may randomly draw two goods cubes from the bag and place them on any two empty boxes on the goods display one cube per box. Then roll dice equal to the number of players at the start of the game for goods growth. For each column of goods in the goods display, take an amount of goods cubes equal to the number of dice resulting matching that column's number and place them from top to bottom on the city matching the column's number. Goods are placed in new city tiles on the map, but not on the new city tiles off of the map. Example, it's the second turn of a three-player game and three dice are rolled, three, three, and four. The cubes in column three boxes, first and second, are placed in Kansas City. New City A was placed during the urbanization action in the Indianapolis hex, so it is on the map. The cubes in column A boxes, first and second, are placed on the New City A tile. The first box in the four column is empty due to prior goods growth, so the cube in the second box is placed in Des Moines. New City B is not yet on the map, so no cube is moved to it. If more dice are rolled for a city than the number of goods in that city column, then they are just excess dice. 10. Advance Turn Marker Advance the turn marker on the turn track. After the last turn, for example, the seventh completed turn in a five-player game, proceed to the victory point computations. If it is not the last turn, return to the issue shares phase and begin a new turn. Victory point computations. Players receive three victory points for every dollar of income shown on the income track. They receive one victory point for each section of track that comprises part of a completed railroad link. Sections of track are denoted by the separation between track tiles and between cities and towns. Players lose three victory points for every share they issued, as shown on the issued shares track. Money has no value at the end of the game. It was just a tool. The player with the most victory points is the winner. Ties are possible. 
Additional map rules. Western U.S. map. Setup. Place two goods cubes in every city and one in each town. If a town is urbanized, the good, if any, on the town is removed and placed in the goods bag. Each player begins the game with $20 with two shares issued. The extra $10 is from your personal fortune. You are an empire-building rail baron in this game. Moving goods. A good in a town may be moved to a city just as if it were a good in a city hex. The good is not replenished. Moving a good from an eastern city to a western city, or vice versa, gains a bonus of $1 for one of the railroads traversed. The player moving the good decides which railroad receives the bonus $1. The eastern cities are Duluth, Minneapolis, Des Moines, St. Louis, Memphis, Vicksburg, and New Orleans. If Kansas City is urbanized, it is considered to be an eastern city. The western cities are Seattle, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. If Portland or San Diego is urbanized, it is considered to be a western city. Building track. Railroads must start at one of the starting western or eastern cities, not Denver, Salt Lake City, or newly urbanized cities. Swamps and rivers cost $4. Mountains cost $5. Until at least one of the starting western cities connects to at least one of the starting eastern cities, all of a railroad's track must be contiguous. The starting eastern cities are Duluth, Minneapolis, Des Moines, St. Louis, Memphis, Vicksburg, and New Orleans. The starting western cities are Seattle, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. When one of the starting western cities connects to one of the starting eastern cities, a transcontinental railroad has been realized. If the cities are connected by one railroad, the railroad receives an immediate $4 increase in income. If the cities are connected by two railroads, both railroads each receive an immediate $2 increase in income. If the cities are connected by more than two railroads, the railroad placing the connecting track tile chooses which of the two railroads receives the immediate $2 increase in income. Victory. Ties are not possible. If players tie, the tiebreakers are, in order, most cash, then most track, then die roll. The Southern United States Map Historical Context The Southern U.S. was an agrarian society, with cotton being the major bulk commodity shipped to foreign ports. Atlanta was a southern hub of manufacturing and commerce. The U.S. Civil War occurs during Turn 4. Confederate Atlanta was captured by Union General William Tecumseh Sherman, who destroyed its industrial capability during his memorable visit to the city. The South's Railroad suffered much destruction throughout the conflict. Setup. Place a white cube, representing cotton, in every town. Place four goods cubes in Atlanta. Place three goods cubes in Charleston, Savannah, Mobile, and New Orleans. Place one goods cube in every other city. Action. When a town with a cotton good is urbanized, the existing cotton cube is placed on the new city. Move goods. A cotton cube must end its movement when it enters one of the four major ports, Charleston, Savannah, Mobile, or New Orleans. A cotton cube provides an additional bonus of one income. Once delivered, the cotton cube is removed from the game. Goods growth. 
On turns one through four, Atlanta always receives one goods cube every turn drawn directly from the bag, in addition to any goods from the goods display. Income reduction. On turn four, income reduction is doubled. Germany. Green hexes are foreign terminals. They produce no goods. They do not allow goods to pass through them. They each accept one type of good. During setup, place one goods cube in the white box of each green hex. This is the type of good that the foreign terminal will accept. Setup. Place two goods cubes in every city except Konigsberg and Wein. Konigsberg gets three goods cubes. Wein gets four goods cubes. Action. The engineer action has changed. The engineer action now allows one track tile to be placed at half cost, round up. Building track. No uncompleted track sections may be built. Only complete links may be built. Players are still limited to placing three track tiles in their turn. A number in a square box is the cost to place a simple track tile on that hex. A track link may be built directly between Köln, Dusseldorf, and Essen's endowment. The cost is $2. Place a track ownership marker disc on the white circle. This counts as one track for victory conditions. It also counts as one track tile placement during building. Goods growth. In addition to the normal goods growth, Berlin always gets one goods cube drawn from the goods bag. Barbados. Age of Steam Barbados is a solo game map designed by Ted Alsbach of Bizier Games. All rules are the standard Age of Steam rules unless indicated below, as is the sequence of play. Setup. Remove the purple cubes and new cities E, F, G, and H from the game. Randomly place cubes in the top row of the left, light section of the goods display, 1 through 6, and A, B, C, and D. If a red cube comes out for A, or a blue cube comes out for B, replace them with another cube. Randomly place one cube on each yellow city on the map board. Here is an easy variant for new or younger players. Place two cubes on each yellow city instead. Issue shares. Only one share may be issued per turn. Determine player order. This phase is skipped in this game. Select actions. The only actions that are available are engineer, locomotive, urbanization, and production. When an action is selected, place a player marker on it. That action may not be selected again until the player marker is removed. When all four actions have been selected, remove the markers. One action must be selected each turn. Goods growth. Roll two dice each turn. End game and scoring. After the 10th complete run, when the turn marker is on the three-player end space, spend your cash to buy back all of your shares at $5 each. If you can't buy back your shares, you lose. Any money you have left over is your final score. St. Luca. Age of St. Luca is designed by Ted Alsbach by Zerger Games for two players only. All rules are the standard Age of Steam rules unless indicated below, as is the sequence of play. Setup. Randomly place one cube on each plain green hex and each river hex on the board. Determine player order. This phase happens before the issue shares phase. The auction for turn order is removed. Instead, randomly determine the first player for the first turn, then turn order on later turns alternate between the two players. 
The player whose turn it is to go first each round must pay $5. If this player does not want to or cannot pay the $5, the other player then has the option to pay $5 to go first instead. If the other player declines to pay, the original player will go first for free. Select Actions. The production action is not available in this game. The turn order action now allows the player who selected it to be considered the first player in the determined player order phase. They will still need to pay $5 to keep that privilege. Build track and move deliver cubes. As track is built, place the cube for the hex on top of the just built track. That cube may now be delivered to a city, even if the track where the cube is located is not a completed railroad link. These incomplete links still count towards income for the player who owns the track section, receiving one bonus income. If the cube rests on a crossing or double track piece, the player whose track is used, determined by the deliverer, receives the income for that section of track. Goods growth. The goods growth phase is skipped in this game. Game end. After the eighth complete turn, when the turn marker is on the four player end space, the game ends. The back cover of Age of Steam is a quick reference for the game. It includes sequence of play, track building costs, and the breakdown and number of track tiles. And that is the rulebook for Age of Steam. There was quite a few grammatical moments in that rulebook that made it a little bit more difficult for me to read, but in terms of the game, super fun. Super fun. I like this game a lot. It's a really fun train game for people who maybe don't enjoy a lot of math, but don't mind some math. Because I know I play 18xx games and those get real mathy. Uh, this is definitely a step down being a more cube rail game with cubes being picked up and delivered. One thing I like about the deluxe edition of the game is it comes with, instead of discs, there are little railroad meeples or train meeples that I think are adorable. If you're interested in dabbling in the world of trains, I would recommend giving Age of Steam a try. It is a very large box. However, there are a lot of maps which provide various experiences for a player. Now the deluxe edition has the maps that I mentioned in the rule book, but there are a ton of expansions for this game, ton of different maps with all different variants, but still using that one core system. I really like it. If it sounds like a game you'll enjoy, you probably will really enjoy it. That is Age of Steam. Thanks for listening to me today. If you like the content you're listening to, please check out more at makecraftgame.com or check out the MCG YouTube channel. If there's a rulebook you would like to hear, please leave a comment under any reading rulebook video on the Makecraft Game YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you have a fantastic day. I'll catch you next time on Reading Rulebooks.